Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. Alright, I'm Michael, and back with me today, we have Marty. Hey, all. We have Taylor Arndt. Hello, everyone. And we have Michael Babcock. Hello. Alright, and we may have people coming and going as uh, time goes on. This is going to be uh, kind of a just a general discussion today. We just finished the keynote, well, we finished it a little, a few hours ago, but... Uh, what a ride. <laughs> what a ride, wouldn't you guys say? Yep, it was a lot to a lot to chew on, I would say by the time we got to the end. For sure. Lots so, of stuff going on. So, yes, yeah. a lot of things going on. And some of it I was ready for, some of it I wasn't. So we'll we'll hit the the points as we go along. So our first main thing that we they went right to the Mac. Yep. And specifically the 15 inches of the MacBook Air goodness. And there are four colors of this thing. Which they never exactly said what the colors they are. Never but I'm did. assuming no, it's they didn't. like silver and space gray, I'm assuming, because those are like the default that they usually do. And they didn't say what the other two colors were. I'm going to see if I could find it. it That'd be interesting now. to know. So we have the 15 inch. Let's see. It looks like we have midnight. Ooh, with a very beautiful background. I want to get that background on uh, my computer. We have Starlight with a kind of a goldish kind of background. It like It's like all these little brick uh, square things. And they're kind of gold. The Midnight is a very blue color, which I, again, I want that on my 13-inch. We also have um, Space Gray, which is like these purple... Uh, block-looking shapes on the background. And the other one is silver with these silver blocks. So we do have four colors in this model. And do you think they're going to make the 13-inch MacBook Air uh, the same colors as the 15-inch? Are they going to introduce color options and be able to have both the 13 and the 15 in color options? So I think they're going to keep the 13... Well, it's interesting. The because um, they didn't say anything. They announced that there was going to be colors, mm-hmm. but they didn't no, say they what didn't. colors. Yeah. The, well, the the fifteen inch was the color that I described. The thirteen inch is also in four colors. The same oh, four good. colors. Good. So they are. See, they good. didn't even talk about that, but at least they're making a match. So that's so awesome. I, yeah, I think good. it may have already been in those four colors. So I just may okay. not have known that. So that's interesting. So we still we have we have three MacBook Air configurations here, guys. We have the M1, the M2 13-inch, and the M2 15-inch. That's a lot M- of MacBook Airs to choose from. I think the M1 is going to be 
just those two colors, the space gray and the silver. I don't think they're going to have the other colors as far as I know. And they the reason why three. they kept that one is so they can have a MacBook Air at a less than a $1,000 price point. They have a space gray, a gold, and a silver MacBook Air. Uh, third, uh, M1. Right. So I kind of think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea that they keep the uh, regular M1 MacBook Air because of the price point. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still a great computer. Yeah, it is. I just don't like the form factor. I I love the cases on the newer machines. I have to agree with that. Yeah, I like the new design much better. And then we got a new Mac Studio with the uh, M2 Max and Ultra chips. And they scale about the same as the previous years. They gave out some specs, and it starts at $2,000. And then we also got the the MacBook, I mean, not MacBook, the Mac Pro. Now, Which was I had, totally unexpected. I, I mm-hmm. didn't think that was going to happen today. Neither did I. So I'm curious, did you guys catch what processors are in that? Yeah, it was the yeah. M2 Ultra. So it's just going to run the Ultra. I Correct. think so. Yeah. So I I had to step away, so I missed part of that uh, uh, explanation. But... I mean, it looks pretty nice. Yeah, M2 Ultra is what it has. They kind of stuck with the same modular thing as they did originally with the new design mm-hmm. where they were talking about how they want to make sure that, you know, the pro level people who need external cards and all that stuff would be able to still do that. So basically, I like that, they, and, and I don't know if you noticed this, but another thing that they did, which I was really, really surprised about, is you can get it in two configurations. One is the original configuration, how it's always been up until now, but you can also get it in a rack mount configuration. For servers. Yeah, or like a tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can support up to so, 192 gigs of RAM, eight displays, folks. That's ridiculous. Eight monitors. And the price on that's crazy. $7,000, basically. And I wonder, at that $7,000 price point, they didn't say, but could you get either uh, a regular tower or a rack mount? Does it matter which you choose at that point? Or I'm not sure. It's just the configuration, really, how it's built. Yep. But it looks like a very nice machine. Um, oh, yeah, it's so fast. Yeah. So... This means, folks, that the Intel transition has been completed. Yep. Yep. There are no now no more Intel Macs being sold, I don't think. Uh, yep, no more. That was it. That was the last one, and mm-hmm. now that's gone. So yep. totally 100% in, Intel transition to the M processors is complete yep. now. It's done. Then I guess we... so. Max, what are y'all excited about? Are there things that you're like, this was cool, or, eh? 
I think it's great that the 15-inch MacBook Air is in play now. Uh, there's a lot of people who want to be able to get a screen that's a little bit bigger than a 13-inch without having to buy a 16-inch MacBook Pro. <laughs> so uh, I am definitely glad they were able to get a bigger display option in the MacBook Air. The studio is pretty awesome. I uh, wouldn't mind having one of those for sure. Oh, yeah. And those would be nice the, to have. The, the Mac Pro is an awesome machine, but I don't really need a machine like that. But I can see where, you know, people who are doing really high-end stuff where they need that kind of power and they got to be able to use external cards and things like that would want that machine. So uh, uh, glad to see that that's in the wild now. Yeah, I I think, you know, the, the speakers and the display are good. My biggest thing, I love that they have a 15-inch 15, 15 machine. My biggest complaint is I kind of wish it had one more port or something, but I know since it has an M2, they can't do that, and maybe a little bit better screen, but, uh, you know, we get what we get, right? Yep. And I think the purpose was to keep the cost down. That was the biggest point of that machine. And that's good. So it's like they have to kind of you know, figure out what they want to, I guess, go low on and skimp out on. Because, yeah, if they want to keep the cost down, they have to try to balance out the needs of multiple users. I was definitely surprised that they were able to bring the price point on the 15-inch at 1200 I mean, that's pretty awesome. I thought it was going to be a lot more than that because the 13 was 1200 But they dropped the price of the 13 to make it so the 15 could be the 1200 price point. So yeah. Well, and I, I thought it was twelve ninety nine, but it might be twelve hundred. No, my yeah, it might be twelve ninety nine. But they still brought it in at a lesser price point than I thought, and they dropped the thirteen down, I think a hundred dollars, and then they put the MacBook Air M one version down to nine ninety nine. I want to say. Oh uh, yeah, nine ninety nine. Yep. So it was yep. basically a hundred dollars, like as you went down the line, hundred dollars each off of each of them. So that's great. You know, you could get in for less than $1,000 if you need to. Yeah, I think it's very good. And I think the base specs are the same. They didn't change any of that. It's still uh, either, I think it's what, M2, 256, 8 gigs. Is that the starter? Uh, I believe so. I I hadn't looked at the specs. But either way, I think they're great machines. I, I guess we should go ahead and move on to um, the operating systems. So we got, uh, they started with iOS, I believe. And we got iOS 17, as we expected. We've, we've already downloaded the betas. And we've got some first impressions that are, apps seem to work really well. Some system level things do not. So, and accessories. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to be watching that very closely. But again, as we as people always say, if you don't want stuff to not work, don't get the betas. Exactly. I do have one pet peeve with the operating systems. So when they come out with something on the phone version, you know, like last year they came out with, you know, the more the more things you can do on the lock screen, for example, live widgets and all that kind of stuff, you know? 
They didn't come out with it on the iPad last year, but then now this year they're coming out with it on the iPad. I think that it's a little bit silly that they make such a big deal out of things that they already had on the iPhone last year. Now they're just bringing it to the iPad this year. It's not anything new or innovative. They're just now bringing it to the iPad a year later. I think that's kind of silly. I mean, that they make it a mu- like a much bigger deal than they need to because it's not innovative. They're just bringing what they have to the fo- from the phone to the iPad, mm-hmm. but it's not anything new, you know? So in my opinion, I think they make a much bigger deal out of that. Yeah, and, and they've been doing that for a while. It's kind of a TikTok cycle. It's like they they bring things to the iPhone first, and then they bring them to the iPad second. And it's neat because they do find innovative ways to make the stuff work on a bigger screen. But I wish they would just get big enough teams to do it all at once if they're going to do that. So that we don't, you know, this was the iPad year. And I I wish that if we're going to get new iPad features, we don't have to wait two more years to get those same features on the iPad. Yeah, they need to figure out the resourcing, in my opinion, because it's like, it's always just, why do we well, have to and, alternate? And well, they also don't need to make such a huge deal out of it. Like, it's something innovative and, oh my gosh, you know, I mean, it's not really. They're just bringing that stuff from the phone up to the iPad, and if you take those things away, then what actually new? Because there wasn't that much else besides that. Maybe just a couple things that they announced on the iPad side that was new. But mm-hmm. if you take those things away, then they, there wasn't much really. Right. Well, the the thing is that like certain things are different that work on the iPad. Like the one thing that I like that they brought out this time is the. The, the the interactable widgets that has me pretty excited um, and that they kind of focused on the iPad where that would be most useful but that also works on the iPhone as well so I I just don't know um, I mean what what else do you really do for the iPad I guess I mean well there's, there's a lot, lot you could do yeah there's a lot that can be done like I don't know Adding multiple user support, uh, you know, we've been asking for that for years. Um, what about and, being able to do, you know, two tasks at the same time? For example, if you're a podcaster and you mm-hmm. need to be able to be on Zoom, but you also want to record locally, when are we going to get that on the iPad? Right. Well, like recording locally is something Zoom could put in if they wanted to. That right, is, but some people want to be on Zoom, but then use like Audio Hijack or some other audio, mm-hmm. you know, on the iPad. It could be Fairrite or whatever the case is. But I want them to bring Audio Hijack to iPad. Well, somebody would have to make that. But that actually is capable, is possible because Logic Pro has it where you can record in the background while other apps are open. Um, you know, with screen recording, you can you, you could do things like that as well. So... I mean, technically, with screen recording, you could do all of those things. You can just record to uh, the screen, and it will get all the audio. It won't get multiple tracks like Zoom built-in would. But those things do exist on iPhone and iPad. Hmm. Well, I didn't know in the new Logic that you could do that, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well it works and what it's capable of, but it does allow you to run in the background and things, so it's pretty cool. So, you know, we've had iOS, iPadOS. There's all these neat call features. We've talked about the new accessibility features before. Those are in there. So I want to check out the uh, the uh, personal voice feature. That's what I'm really excited about. 
there is the ability to, you know, with FaceTime to leave a message if somebody doesn't answer and things like that. So there's some great features. There's these new contact posters. I'm kind of excited about that. So um, that'll be yeah, really Yeah, that's cool. real interesting. You could bump somebody else's phone and send mm-hmm. your info the over The name drop, as they call it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'd be very interested to try that out. Mm-hmm. So those are just some of the real basic features that they're coming out with on on those sides. Michael, um, I'm wondering, would you, are you excited about this standby feature? I actually am. And I'm really to, excited to see what that's going to be like. And we have a new person joining us. So welcome Lynn Snyder to the podcast. We let her in. Hi, Lynn. Welcome to our discussion in progress. Welcome. So, Lynn, we're just talking about the uh, the iOS features, the standby, and all those things. So, um, what's your um, thoughts and takeaways of iOS and and what they've come out with today? Well, I am actually quite excited about lots of the things, and I know at the on the outset, um, you know, it seems like a lot of the things mentioned were not going to be useful to us, but I don't believe that. I think we need more information. Um, I believe that uh, the, like the VR headset is, we're going to find out mm-hmm. that that thing is going to have yeah. benefits for us, except we'll get, it's too expensive. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the headset. We're, we're, we're going to get to that last, um, mm-hmm. but we're, we're focusing on kind of going through item by item, mm-hmm. um, but like the for iOS, like the the standby, I'm really excited about that because mm-hmm. now I need a stand. Well, actually, I've got a Belkin stand that could put my iPhone in that position. So, right. oh, we're forgetting something very important. What's that? They removed hey, so now you just say the word without well, hey, and it works better than you'd expect. Yeah, you, can you tried still the say beta hey if you okay. want. <laughs> Yeah, you still can say hey, but you don't have to. And I've tried it on my iPad. I've tried it on my phone. It works really well. I was really worried about how it would work. So let's see. I've got the beta right here. And we can do this because, you know, it's not like we're doing anything different. If I say the word Siri and keep talking, it doesn't do anything. But if I say, Siri, what's the weather? So I don't know if you could hear that in the background, but my iPad picked it up and uh, it it worked exactly how I thought. And that's actually really good. Yeah. But we have we have the problem with um, Lady A, right? Where every time you say her name. <laughs> I know, but I just demonstrated that I, I said its name in a sentence and I didn't it didn't pick up. It didn't pick it up. Okay. Right. But when it works really well. Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised about that. Yeah. Hmm. Well. I mean, we'll have to keep playing with it, but just that first initial, you know, demonstration there was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I will well, give up. 
the biggest thing this past year with 16 was Siri had a lot of problems. So I really mm-hmm. hope that they were able to resolve a lot of the issues that we've been dealing with. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just oh. very pleased with the fact that uh, we, we've gotten some changes. And another thing that they mentioned, and I don't know how many people out there picked this up, but they mentioned transformer-based AI a lot. Apparently, Dictation is now using transformer-based AI, okay. which is basically Whisper, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. We'll have to see how well it works once it you know, becomes live. Well, it's in yeah. the betas. So if you have the betas, uh, you will have this technology. Does it and, mean developers can use it too, Michael, to make apps? Uh, you know what? I bet they can. So we're we're already seeing a lot of new like they talked about using transformer technology in autocorrect as well. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty exciting. Like it will be able to even finish sentences as you're typing. So that's going to be interesting and might get me to turn autocorrect back on on my Macs. Yeah, that I turn would be it interesting. Off. I turn it yeah, off because I, I don't like it. To, I don't I like it. I was going to say, I, I don't like it because it would just do crazy stuff and it would interrupt my, you know, when you're using Siri or when you're using uh, voiceover, it sort of interrupts your mm-hmm. thought process as you're taught, you know, trying to. So well, I, I turned it off. I could be a paragraph down the road and look back. And it's like, I never wrote that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the word I intended that to be. Yeah. I mean, that happens I never when I take certain that. cough medicines, you know, where I'm thinking, oh, did I write that? Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but Yeah, it can be pretty wacky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but, oh, go ahead. And I was going to say, um, I, know, I know Jeff mentioned um, that we didn't get a whole lot of AI talk. Um, we really didn't. Which I was slightly surprised about but then you pointed out that you know apple generally is a a hardware company so maybe they're not i i I, maybe they are implementing ai but they don't really you know like like google Mm -hmm. i think they said if you had a dime for every time google said ai and they could have had the ai drinking game at google you could go out and you could treat everybody to a pizza yes Yeah, that's great. <laughs> mm, pizza, that sounds and, good. And, and and even now, the you know Google's AI stuff is not that great. No, it still isn't. Mm-hmm. So you know they've are, they brought all this stuff out, and it's just not that not as good as GPT. No. So I mean, I I would like to see their image creation because Bard apparently can now do image like generation. Okay. Yeah. But I I would like to see that for myself but um dolly does okay but it does some weirdness too so yeah and i I really feel like google you know they try and make every kind of app and mm -hmm. then they kill it before it really has an opportunity to really flourish i mean i feel like in a lot of the things they do they don't give it a chance they don't wait long enough to see if it'll actually gain traction they put it out there you know and then they kind of get rid of it and then they'll Mm -hmm. put something else out there and then 
you know, they kind of get rid of it. It's sort of and weird. You know, like when companies do these presentations, um, you'll hear a lot of people saying how disappointed they are and how, oh, well, that's just stupid. That's that's nothing. But you know what? All these companies do that. All mm-hmm. of them. Microsoft, every All companies. You know, they just sort of throw everything out there and, and in but, these presentations. And it's mm-hmm. like not that unusual. I mean, it's... It, Apple has a magic about their presentation and I was very hyped this time. I was, I was very excited and you know, because we're, we also got all those accessibility features we talked about. Uh, all those things are great. And then we got uh, uh, to look at the Mac and Mac OS Sonoma. I love that name. I, I like it too. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's really a neat uh, it's going to be a neat version of Mac OS. I, once we finish this podcast, I will be putting it on my MacBook Air. And I wish Samsung phones had a mute switch. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could hold down the volume buttons and do the same thing, but I still be like helpful. mute switches. But I, I really think that uh, Sonoma is going to be great because you can add widgets to the desktop. I am so excited about this because... I can just add my Zoom meetings to my desktop. Yeah. Now, just to clarify this just a little bit, they were on the desktop already, but you couldn't move them out of that right side. Now you can put them anywhere you want on the desktop. That's not the desktop, though. That was the notification notification center, which is different than the desktop. So Mm -hmm. right now they're only available in the notification center. Right. Gotcha. All right. But you can put now, move them out of the notification center mm-hmm. and put them anywhere you want on your desktop. Yes, exactly. And that's what I'm very excited about. Yeah, that'll be cool. Because they were very limited in the notification center. Also, now, I wonder if this will work on the, on the iPad as well. I'll have to find out. But one of the things that I'm super excited about is that you can... Add your notification, your your uh, widgets. See, I can't even get the right word out because I'm so <laughs> excited. So, excited. so I'm, I'm during the presentation, tapping my keyboard. I'm like, oh my god! I I'm tapping my keyboard. Try I'm that excited. You can take your widgets from your iPhone and put them on your Mac. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting to see that in progress. I want to see how that works. Yeah, even without the apps installed, and that's what was super cool. Is yes. you don't have to go install the right app. <laughs> you can just grab that widget from your phone and bring it right over to your computer. That, I am so. And this is uh, when so you do that, or it's just there for a short time. It's there for a period. Yeah, <laughs> you can pin it to your computer, so it's always there. It's not it, as long as your phone is on the same Wi-Fi network or near your computer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that the the nerd part of me was just oh my god. I, I know, I, need, I, need I know. It, it was awesome to ways? see you being so excited. I love to see people get excited about stuff. I don't know go both ways. Could you go from the Mac to the phone? No, I don't think so. Because and and the logic is you have more apps available on your phone that have widgets than that you do on the Mac, right? Mm, right. So if you have more apps that are available on the phone that have widgets and you can just grab those and put them on your Mac, yeah, you get all the power of your phone on the Mac. Cool. That is nice because I really like my Bing widget. Um, yeah. I, I, you know that yesterday I put a widget on my phone for the very first time ever. 
I mean, it was the Bing widget because mm-hmm. I use Bing all the time now. And I mean, I guess the, the, that's a good example of how you never think that you're going to, I mean, if somebody told me I was going to be using Bing as my mm-hmm. main search engine, like even three months ago, I would have thought they were smoking something. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess the, the, the take-home lesson there is there are all these new things and I think that one of those new things or at least one of them will change the way that we work with our with our computers. You know, one thing we miss and I want to go back to because it's going to be on iPad, I think, and the Mac is the or it might just be on the iPhone. I hope not, but the journal app. Mm-hmm. I'm also very excited about that because I think it would be fun to create a journal, me personally. I think it's going to be on iPad, Michael. Yeah. And I think it reminding you to add to your journal daily will really get me at least interested in writing a journal. And they're, they're putting it in the health category, but I think you can use it for anything you want. You can. Mm -hmm. I think when you open it up, there's templates to choose what kind of journal you want to start with. Yeah. That's the one thing I have not done on my phone yet. There's so many great things that I'm just really excited about with this yeah. update. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it'll be interesting to try some of these things. I think that's part of it, too, is trying them. And, it, I mean, it's entirely possible that at first some of them won't be accessible. I hope they are. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, you know, in later iterations of the operating system, they will address any you know, accessibility concerns um, that happen with these new things. Um, so I'm just hoping they fix the Braille bug on that on uh, in iOS. <laughs> we need to get that Braille bug fixed. So. You know what? I'm not seeing it. Really? What it journal? May, yeah, not, I yeah I'm not it. seeing it either. Wow. Find it. So it may not be available in day one. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Okay. Apple announced something that's not available in day one? No, <laughs> never. Well, you, you get the pun, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the yes. app is what you're referring yes. to. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I get it. I, I'm, I'm not worried about day one. I don't think they're going to be Sherlock because they have a lot more innovation than what Apple right, has right, right now, especially with third-party integrations, and you can text in your journal entries or use it from Android as well. So you have never tried day one. I mean, maybe I should try them no, and, and compare either. them. So Well, day one will give you a lot of similar features. You can go in and uh, you can go in and get information about where you've been and make journal entries. Mm-hmm. It can capture your pictures. It can notify you at a set time. So there's a lot of similar features there. Oh, wow. And it was actually uh, purchased a couple of years ago now, I want to say, by WordPress. Automatic. So mm-hmm. that's the same company, right? Automatic is the umbrella company for WordPress. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, interesting. So um, the one thing that we didn't cover, which I thought was interesting, um, is the whole mental health additions, the mood tracker, I guess. Um, isn't, didn't they talk about, they talked about something with mental health where, um, I'm wondering if it's going to be like some kind of AI. 
type thing. I think they were talking about new features they were adding to the health app, I right. believe. Right. And somehow it's supposed to help you um, decide whether you need to get outside help or, you know, so I don't know how that's going to work. It's going to be interesting, but mental health is definitely something that we have to address. They also said that the uh, health app was going to be on the iPad as a native app as well. Yes, indeed. I, I, I don't know. I don't quite understand all of the mental health stuff that was announced personally, but. Mm -hmm. Right. I wonder if that would be powered by some sort of AI because. Well, a lot of the, believe it or not, Apple has been using AI a lot on our Mm -hmm. devices for a long time. They just Mm -hmm. don't really talk about it. Yeah. I mean, Apple was the first one. The the neural engine course is just for AI use. Mm-hmm. I mean, Apple goes through all of our photos on device and looks at the people in them when our phones are plugged in. It, it looks at all of the people, places, and all those things and makes a uh, a neural. And my watch decided to. Talk. And it's also looking at cats and dogs now. Did you yes, guys catch that? Cats and dogs. <laughs> Which yeah, is so the important people or animals in your life can be recognized. Mm-hmm. Very true. Which is That's very important. cool. Very cool. That could I, also be a really good accessibility feature. Mm-hmm. Because then you could go in label, like, you know, Angie has a guy, dog Larry, that, you know, she talks about and sometimes talks to on the podcast. And she could label him in all of her pictures now, which yeah, is really is cool. Nice. Yeah. Maybe they can make. A sticker out of it. Actually, I bet you can. Um, yeah. They talked a lot about stickers and, and that kind of thing this time, which I kind of glazed over, just being honest. But it's pretty cool stuff either way. Hmm. So let's talk about Apple Watch. Yeah, they're talking about adding a lot more interactive widgets into the interface, which is going to be... Uh, something I'm excited about to be able to interact with the data m- much easier. Mm-hmm. And, and basically when you're on your home screen, your, your watch face, you just turn your crown and all your widgets that you add show up. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like developers, we could create a, a server uh, uptime widget that will tell us just by looking at our watch, Hey, your server's been down. You know, that's they awesome. also added stackable widgets. Mm-hmm. So that's Smart new stacks. to the Apple Watch. Yep. Yeah. So there's so like, I can have a, here's the stats of your Mastodon server or your Mastodon account. There's so many different things that can be done with these widgets. And I'm glad that Apple is, uh, is embracing these again. They had them in the Apple Watch originally. And then they took them out. So right. I'm very happy they're back. There's new watch faces. This, um, can't even remember the name of it now, but one of the watch faces that is Snoopy, and um, I don't remember the other character. Woodstock. Uh, yeah. And so they're doing little things and while you're being active and things like that. And then there's another gradient watch face that just looks amazing, and I cannot wait to put that on my watch because it will look really cool. And I just wanted to clarify that, I mean, are we going to have more presentations Throughout the week. Yes, but they're going to be all developer, like source code related for the most oh, part. Okay. Because I was just wondering if throughout mm-hmm. the week we might, for example, I would love to see there be an accessibility. Um, 
There should be one about that. I'm not sure if it's going to cover all of the things that we think they're going to cover, like the right. consumer level things, mm -hmm. but probably how to make your apps more accessible. Uh, they may cover accessibility in uh, the um, headset. We're going to cover in just a few minutes, but yeah, it, it's a great conference. Uh, all, I would love to go to this in person. Yeah, that would yes. be awesome. You have to be invited, right? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they do open it up for tickets, and I think there's a lottery. So, yeah. So many people I did look at go. the schedule, Michael. It looks like there are sessions. There's a lot of accessibility sessions, but some of them are, like, a lot of them are, like, how to make your app accessible in Swift UI, or how to, you know, include different kinds of users. I don't know if there's one of things that we're looking for, but yeah, not exactly sure. But Michael, we're not getting new watches this year, are we? Or are we already get those? No, those will come in September. Okay, good to know. Mm -hmm. You think they're going to announce new watches this year? Oh, yeah, they do every year. So, uh, very exciting stuff. And we're on watchOS 10 now coming up, and that's 10 years of Apple Watch. I'm really hoping, what I'm really hoping, and I want to find out, is if we finally get more sounds and if we get the ability to, uh, I don't know, um, play music without having to have earphones hooked up. That will make me happy. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because other watches can do it just fine. There's no reason the Apple Watch can't, you know. So, um, the wa Apple Watch update is downloading on my watch now, so we will find out. So, any other thoughts on the Apple Watch before we move on? Did I miss anything? Not that I can think of. I mean, I'm sure that there's stuff, but... So, I think with that, there's only one more thing. <laughs> yep. Who remembers what that's from? Uh, that would There's have been... More. I don't remember what the one more thing was when they did it originally. It was. It's a signature Steve Jobs thing when he yeah. wants to announce a new product. Was it, but wait, there's more. Or, no, 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 no. No, it was always... Um, Steve would go through all the events or all the topics at a presentation... And then he'd get the crowd completely quiet. And you'd think that the president, like he'd sum up everything that was there that they covered. And then he'd say, but we have one more thing. And the people go crazy. crazy. And, and you could just feel that when Tim did it today. He did it for the, he doesn't do it often. And it's not something that they should do often. It's right. left for big announcements and they did it with the apple watch and they did it with this interestingly uh i think it was jeff uh, that said during the event apple stock went up 46 yep. percent when this thing was announced which is incredible mm -hmm. and it's not even going to be for sale probably until the first first of the year is what they year. said yep i'm kind of wondering if they're going to do a january event like they did this year uh, I doubt it because they've already done that. They're not going to have another event. 
Well, if they can, if they want to get it out at the beginning of the year, then they may do it at the beginning, like in January. So we will see. I guess we can so, save our pennies, huh? So what yeah, are we talking about, Michael? And I have some comments about the pricing, so we'll get there. <laughs> yes. <I have> some <laughs> controversial comments about the pricing. <laughs> so we are talking about the Apple Vision Pro. It is their new headset that is for virtual reality and augmented reality. It runs Vision OS. I believe this is what they called it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm personally blown away. I've used, um, head, I, go ahead. <clears throat> I was just going to say it's got an M2 processor in it. Yes. It's got an R1 processor, yes. which you might be like, what the heck is that? That's what I'm thinking. You know, except for the battery pack, you've got a, Put it in your pocket. Yes. And if I need to buy three of those things, I will. I will too. <laughs> get six hours of use out of it? Oh, yes. And I will charge them I might them buy four all. to get a whole work day out. And I will buy, <laughs> uh, I will I will charge all of them every night. I will have a, a VR headset stand because here's the thing. This headset covers your entire face. It's basically goggles. But they make it where you can see your eyes using screens. And that's part of the setup process. Now, what's incredible about this is setting up the uh, device makes a model of your face. And they use that in FaceTime calls. And it really, I couldn't, I mean, some people may tell the difference. I could not tell the difference between the per like the person's face on the FaceTime call and their real face, mm-hmm. but your face is covered. There's no way for it to see you. It's using AI avatars to make and putting you in the in in the room, so it looks like you're not wearing the headset at all. Wow, that's pre- that is neat. Yes, it's amazing. But what's really incredible is if if this thing could let you zoom in your environment. This will be the first headset that's thinner than the Quest, the Oculus Rift, any of these other headsets. It's thin, guys. It's very thin. And it may be the first headset that allows me to not wear a bulky headset that's heavy and actually be able to see. Now, for me personally, and for other of us that have opting out of hypoplasia or things like that, that's kind of huge. That's kind of a big deal. And even with that, I think they're going to find a way to make this thing fully accessible with voiceover. Whether it be, you know, you flick between different items, or maybe you turn your head and things turn into focus and speak for you. All of those things are possible. But another thing that I I just thought of earlier, I have a severe nystagmus with my vision. My eyes are constantly moving. So the, the eye tracking part would not work for me. But what if they have a way around that with the hand gestures and speech? Right. Because I was concerned they talk about the iris mm-hmm. um, reading thing, and I have fake eyes. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm wondering prostheses. about that as well. So um, I know that I do have an iris, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I guess they painted it in there, whatever. I don't know. But I'm not sure how. But also think about this, though, Lynn. 
what if what if in like a version two i doubt that the version one can do this but what if version two can correct your eyes not so you could see Mm -hmm. but so that when people are looking at you through this headset Mm -hmm. you're looking at them right so you're showing that you're paying attention like you're making eye contact even if you through that headset are not fully making eye contact right because that is one of the problems with blind people have, especially those of us who have never had sight. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we don't always make the best eye contact, and it's mm-hmm. not our fault. You know, it's just because we can't. I mean, mm-hmm. but like for me with my nystagmus, I can't. If my eye contact is looking over somebody's right shoulder or something, mm-hmm. or left shoulder, so what if that can actually make that proper contact for them? And make those social connections, those non-verbal connections that we have difficulties in making. That alone, I think, makes that headset a little bit more worth having. I didn't not, think about that. Not to mention the binaural uh, uh, audio pods that are on the sides to give you full spatial audio to where they say it sounds like you're in the room with whatever movie you're watching. Or the ability to record in spatial audio. So not just stereo, but basically you have like the Ambio headsets on this device. Mm-hmm. There are, if they have accessibility in this thing, this thing will be a powerhouse as far as what it can do for blind users. If it's yeah. running voiceover, though, and someone isn't able to really see, how, what would kind of be the de- point of the device? Because if you're not, the device, the device is based all around your environment visually. Mm-hmm. So if you can't utilize that, then what would be the point, really? Well, the, the point would be if you're using this device, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you could swipe from, like, put your finger in the air, and the camera would track your swiping. Right. And then, so if you move, if say you say you've dragged two apps onto the canvas, right? Mm-hmm. Then you could look to your left. Voiceover would say, "Now looking at app A." You move your head to the right. Now looking at app B. And then you would just take your finger in the air and just swipe left and right and double tap in the air on those apps. Well, it would be even cooler if they could make the device um, read to you or tell you what's going on in the environment ahead Mm -hmm. of you, in front of you. You know, if you had the goggles on and you were, you know, somewhere where you were not familiar, like a Mm -hmm. office building or in a mall or, you know, if you're outside walking around, mm -hmm. it can read to you what's around you and all of that stuff. Now, that would be good. All of those things are possible with this. Well, if they do it, that'd be cool if they did it. Well, even if they don't, other apps can. Right. And and because pictures can be associated with names of people and all of this data is stored on device, I'm curious, like, is that going to make it more, you know, you know, so-and-so is coming towards you because Apple recognizes that that person's name. I don't know how that would work. That's possible. Now, what I didn't hear talked about was how does this thing connect to the internet? Does it use your phone? Does it do those kind of things? 
And one thing that was interesting, and this is really exciting for low vision and possibly for all users, if you have this thing plugged into a Mac, you can take the image or the, the, the Mac screen and move it into your real, your virtual reality. Really? Well, that's kind of crazy. So, and that's the nice thing about it is there's so many different things you can do with this device. And we just got a very small glimpse at right. what it can do. And uh, what I'm so, and Marty, you made a, 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 a statement that I think is going to become truth. They had Disney um, there and you said, wouldn't it be neat if you could do Disney World or Disneyland virtually? And yeah. then they even talked about it and showed it. Yeah. Yep. Because could you imagine if you could, you know, walk around the property to all the different areas that they have, if you could actually go on a ride mm -hmm. and experience the ride, you know, virtually, there's so many cool use cases for that. Another thing that they demoed was, and I, I feel like, guys, we're nearing holodeck levels of technology with this. They showed off the ability to walk around in environments and make environments bigger than your room space. Jeez. Yeah, that would be crazy. I don't that, even know how you would. Yeah, that sounds like a mobility nightmare. <laughs> right. Right. I don't know. I mean, it might be fun. Yeah. <laughs> this headset just has potential to be yeah, amazing. And, you know, I, I, I know a lot of folks are worried about the accessibility of this. And, you know, I don't believe Apple talked about accessibility with the Apple Watch. They did so, not. Yeah. So I was like, well, I don't know that they're going to have voiceover on this thing. I don't know how they could. And they did. Mm -hmm. So... Go ahead. Accessibility is the least of my concerns. Uh, I was asked on another podcast that I was on earlier today, uh, Michael, are you going to get one of these? And I said, yes, I, I can tell you right now, I'm going to get one of these. Probably not the first one. I'm probably going to let people like Michael D go pick up the first one to try it out and let me know his thoughts. And honestly, I'm looking for something from Apple that's more of a glasses form factor. And now that they have this, I know that they can form something of that. But yes, I'm going to buy it. No, I'm not concerned about the the accessibility. And honestly, I'm really not concerned about the price either. A lot of people are like, oh, $3,000, $3,500, that's outrageous. It is. But look at your OrCams. Look at your, your uh, eSights or your Envision glasses. It's really about the same price, but you're going to get it so much really more functionality is. out of it. You are very right. You are. How much is an OrCam now? It's like an OrCam is like $4,500. Is it really? 4700 yes. I think, yeah. 45 yep. E-side's like 85 mm -hmm. Like, Wow. Yeah. 35 is nothing when you look at it that way. <laughs> right. You're right. And in a, in a, in a, in a or cam isn't going to be able to do nearly what the glasses are going to be able to do. I mean, think about this, guys. You could run the Envision app on this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or things like Be My Eyes right. or Ira or Apple's doing its own visual interpretation of images because Apple can already identify images. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like I said, using trying to do any kind of image capture, any kind of like, even with Ira, using just a phone camera, it really, there are limitations. And 
I think having this um, more 3D representation it will be better. And you can just, it, when somebody's trying to help you, you, just hold the thing up in front of your face or, hold, you know, hold it in front of you. Imagine um, be my eyes with the uh, goggles. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, and so that you're not just because with the phone camera, it's sometimes really like they're always saying, move up, move right, move left, you know. And maybe with this type of camera system, it will be easier to capture what you're trying to capture. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I'm going to be very vocal about this. I'm going to be on YouTube. I'm going to be on Facebook. I'm going to be on any place where people can listen. And, and I'm going to shout to the heavens for Apple to listen. And I'm going to say that this device can change the lives of so many people. Mm-hmm. if it has the features that it needs to have. And I, I really recommend that we all be very vocal and reach out as a community and say, Apple, we want this. We really want this. And <clears throat> there's so much... We can we can make our lives better with this. Well, right out of the gate, they implemented, well, they said that they implemented APIs so that third-party developers can make their app work on it or build apps to work on it. Because really, I think developers are going to be a huge part of this as well, that they're going to be, it's going to be to the imagination of the developers in terms of what actually gets done, you know, for us. Here's the thing. Developers have already been building for this platform for three or four years. Mm-hmm. They've already been, Apple has had these tools that are being used to build this thing for years. And now it's time for the what's been built to be put into place. You know, the reason why the iPad Pro got LiDAR was not necessarily for us. Right. It was for virtual reality and augmented reality. Partly well, I'm just excited to, measure. to see what people are going to build and see, you know, how this can better people's lives. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's so many things. And I, I mean, we, I might even do a podcast once I get one of these, like podcasting from, because think about video recording using Oh my this goodness headset. gracious. I thought about that too. And I got super excited about it. Like just doing YouTube content from this headset. Mm-hmm. You're going to get good quality camera footage. You're going to get good quality audio. Even just, I mean, and I wonder like if you just like say somebody's doing a, um, a, a live, like, or not a live presentation, but a presentation and you want it on YouTube Will the Apple glasses be what you use to easily film that? Right. Now, how about the, would it have stereo capability sound wise? Oh, yes. Recording? It It will have spatial. uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah. uh, Well, they're basically uh, AirPods, but like kind of a pumped up version of them, I guess. Well, they're called audio pods, and it's basically like it measures. And they they had a a term I haven't heard before. Uh, I've heard it in video, but audio ray tracing to figure out your environment. That was a very interesting concept. To make sounds that come out of the speakers sound like they are in your environment. 
Yeah, because like, for example, I like ASMR. I don't know if mm -hmm. people know what that is. But for example, I love the sound of keyboards. Um, clicking keyboards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know that's odd. But what I would like to be able to do is to have that keyboard sound like it's right in my room. And you know, like if it's and, recorded. And, and like somebody is actually typing on it. Mm -hmm from my room right next to me. Mm -hmm. If it's recorded with this, it will sound like that. Mm -hmm. They have binaural microphones on these, on this device. Right. And again, it comes back to, yes, it's a $3,000 microphone, but it's so much more than that. I've already heard people say, this is the new iPhone. Do you guys agree with that? Do you, do you guys think that one day this will be our iPhones? Yes. I don't think this will be our iPhones one day. I think a head-worn form factor will become the iPhone. I'd like to see it slim down. Like, I, I, Personally, I don't want it to cover my entire face. And it, it would be cool if it was just like a regular pair of sunglasses kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, see, I'm fine with it covering my... Because my, it only covers around your eyes. Like, you, It still has room for your forehead and below your nose. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it looks okay. like you're wearing like ski or snowboard goggles, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's better than wearing this periscoping face thing that comes out from your face, like on uh, on <laughs> uh, the Quest Two uh, or the Oculus Rift or the or the um, LG Vive or any of those. They're huge. They go out a long way. This does not. This maybe goes an inch or two out from your eyes, and that's it. Yeah, currently it's probably the best design for the options mm -hmm. that are out there now, but they could make it much smaller, I think. Well, the, the tech, like I've said before, the tech isn't there. And the way they've made it so small is the battery is not included in this thing. So that's how they're making it small as well. Yeah. Well, I can't wait until somebody gets it and... Mm -hmm can demonstrate it. I mean, I'm just excited. I'll be excited to hear that and experience it. I think now that's what will be awesome. interesting is if we can make 3d content using this thing, that will be revolutionary. If you could easily do that instead of having to have all this other camera gear, you know, that right. would be cool. So this one more thing is a pretty revolutionary new thing mm -hmm. in my opinion. Absolutely. And, and we're just going to hear more and more about it. And it's just like, wow, we're, we're you know, this is kind of the next evolution of VR. I, right. I was really thinking that I was going to hate this thing. I, I really was going to, uh, and yeah. I don't know, maybe it's the magic that Apple does at their events that just get me pumped up. <laughs> that yeah. might be what it is. But there hasn't been a new Apple product I haven't liked. Right. right. It kind of yeah. reminds me of the AirPods Max a little bit. And they did show people using it with AirPods. And, and I, I think one of the questions that was asked, if it has audio speakers, why would you need AirPods? And the reason is, is that it does, it does have speakers, but it does play that audio into your environment. So right. what you would want to do is wear your own AirPods with it so that that audio is quiet if you're on a plane 
or you're somewhere where you don't want that audio to bleed in, you know, to other people's environment. Yeah, so I know that Facebook sort of dipped its toes into the whole VR thing with was it the metaverse or whatever and well they have they have the, they're the biggest makers of VR headsets right now. But it sort of didn't work out, so I wonder oh, what it, the it's, difference is. It's working out, but it's not working out. If you right. know what I mean, it, yeah, it, it, there's no other competition until now. Mm-hmm. And there was no accessibility either. Right. Hmm. Well, it will be interesting to watch. We live in interesting times, tech-wise, that's for sure. Well, and, and that's what I've been saying, too, is we have so many, uh, like there's so many new tech things coming out this year that this is the year, like, I have not been as excited about technology as I have this year. Yeah, it just seems like everything just came out of nowhere. I mean, at first all you heard about was, Everybody was cutting back staff and layoffs and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, these, like a, a flood of new things comes out. It's like, where did that come from? I mean. Well, I don't know that Apple did as many cutbacks right. as Well, they as did. They didn't, no. Because they mm-hmm. didn't overhire. Mm-hmm. So, well, and I know that they did move a lot of teams around instead of hiring new people. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So, do you guys have any I'm I'm curious what overall uh, I want to go around uh, and uh, Marty, what was your overall? Was this a good event for you or was it okay? Or what's your thoughts? I thought it was a good event. Um, I thought that uh, there were some surprises. I think that no one was really expecting the Mac pro. I know there was talk about it, but ultimately the majority kind of thought maybe it wasn't coming at, WWDC and would it even come by the end of the year? So for that to happen today was uh, surprising and even with a new chip. So things that are unexpected and good, that's always a plus. Um, I thought that uh, the operating systems across the board, you know, they have some new features and some stability fixes. So that's pretty cool. Um, Obviously, you know, the goggles are revolutionary and they're going to be moving forward with seeing what developers can do with APIs and things like that to bring their own apps and create new apps for it. Uh, I thought it was good across the board, you know. I mean, we also got a new Mac Studio, which is pretty awesome. And we also got a 15-inch MacBook Air. So we got a little bit of everything, I thought. I thought it was a, it was a good event, in my opinion. Yeah. And Michael... Um, what are your thoughts about the event? Uh, so I'm going to try to do this without the dog freaking out. If he does, then I will, uh, go again. But my, my biggest thing is, is I'm excited. I want to see where this is going. Like every year, we see a lot of things in the keynote and then we learn more. Like, for example, we've learned since the keynote that now AirTags can be shared between individuals to track them. Finally, I'm super excited about that. Or Jonathan Mosin posted on his Living Blindfully account that 
Apple Music now supports Crossfade in iOS 17 on the music Yes, app. And it's those little things that make a huge difference. And, and they're not brought up in the keynote, but they get us excited. So let's see where this week goes. And the Crossfade thing was really interesting because it's been on Android for a while now. So now they're just now bringing it to the iPhone. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. You, you must not have seen that yet. No. Uh, Apple is apparently going to be allowing uh, developers to purchase developer kits for this VR headset thing, too. Oh, oh, oh. oh. There's info on 9to5Mac, just so you know. Wait, really? Seriously? Yeah. I don't seriously. know when they're available, but it was... Okay, uh, I better just know. renew my Apple developer account right now. I wonder what the fee for that's going to be. Um, Probably the full... <laughs> I think when they did the back, the last time they did something like that was when they came out with M1. They had the Mac Minis that yes. the developers could buy for five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and then when they wanted them back, they gave you a credit towards anything mm-hmm. five hundred dollars you want to get from Apple. Yes. So if I they do one. that kind of thing, that'd be really cool. Yep, I had one of those. It was great, and it ran really well with the A12. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so Lynn, what was your uh, thoughts? I think there are a lot of new things. We have not yet had the opportunity to use a VR headset. So I think we're just sort of imagining what it would be like and kind of wondering if it's going to be accessible. But these things can change your whole world if they were, you know, for us. And I think, I think that there's a lot of potential for this. We might not see the fruits of it for a while, but just a lot of possibility, a lot of new things, and we have to just keep an open mind and be ready to embrace new things. Yep. And and Taylor, what about you? What are your what are your thoughts? All right. Well, I'm glad you caught me, Michael, because I was about ready to go to developer.apple.com and renew my developer account. So um, basically, this event has been awesome. I've been looking forward to it for a while now. And my favorite part was the uh, the goggles. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Now that I found out I can go, you know, do the developer kit, I'm just, oh my gosh. So I'm super excited. Uh, I just, I'm loving everything that coming, you know, out. And it's just been a great event. Everything has been, you know, top notch. You know, audio description even was good. So, yeah, it's definitely a great event, and I cannot wait to learn more. Well, I, I think you all know how excited I am about all this. Yes. Um, I mean, I've been going on about it the entire time. So I, I we're not going to do picks. Okay, actually, we're going to do picks today. And we're going to do a special edition pick se- uh, section today. So, Michael... What is your pick of your favorite thing from the event, and where can people find you online? <laughs> my pick for my favorite thing from the event would be right now, I'm going to say the live voicemail transcribability. So you can see people's voicemails as they leave them. And the reason I like that is because, well, if you're going into a meeting and someone's leaving you a voicemail, it's a loved one, you can say, ah, they just need me to pick milk up on the way home or, oh, no, there's an emergency I need to deal with. And you don't have to wait to hear that voicemail. Uh, That'll be super cool. You can find me 
on your favorite Mastodon client, simply search for Payone at unmute.community. Okay. Marty, what was your favorite thing from the event, and where can people find you online? Uh, let's see. My favorite thing from the event, I would say, is the 15-inch MacBook Air. I think that's going to be really popular. I love seeing a MacBook Air with a little bit of a bigger screen. So I think that uh, that's going to be super cool. Uh, and you could find me in your favorite Mastodon app. And I am Marty at unmute.community. All right. And Lynn, what was your favorite part today? And where can people find you online? I liked the journal part and the mental health part. I like that as well. I think everybody should journal. It's very good for your health, your mental health, and it's good for your creative process as well. And you can find me. My email is caneprince at hotmail.com. All right, Taylor, what was your favorite part today and where can people find you online? All right, so it's pretty obvious, right? I like the, you know, the VR and AR glasses, like the goggles. It's just, it's obvious. Um, you know, I mean, yes, everything else was great, but, you know, I have just really been looking forward to these uh, goggles and I really want to buy them. Is that? So um, where can people find me? Well, pretty much if you just search my name on Google, Taylor Arndt, T-A-Y-L-O-R-A-R-N-D-T. I'll pretty much come up no matter what. So you can find me on Mastodon at Tay Arndt, T-A-Y-A-R-N-D-T, at Techopolis, T-E-C-H-O-P-O-L-I-S, dot social. And I'm also on YouTube and a whole bunch of other places. So, All right. And um, my pick... See, this is a hard choice. My pick has to be, again, there's so many things. Like, I, I, I'm kind of teetering between the glasses and Sonoma. I'm kind of going to go with, I think, Sonoma, because I just think that that's a neat operating system. I'm really, really happy about it. I think it's kind of more of a tie, but I, I want to see the glasses a little more. So we're going to go with macOS Sonoma. I'm really excited about it. All the widget stuff is really cool. So can't wait to see that. And as for where you could find me online, I'm Mike Doeys on most places. Mastodon, Mike, uh, Mike Doeys at techopolis.social. You can email me at mikedoeys at icloud.com. I'm Mike Doeys on Twitter and other places. So you can find me there. I want to thank everybody for being here. Everybody for helping us during the IACast Plus uh, keynote feed. We'll be doing another episode following up with everything on Saturday. So we're, we're putting up these roundtables like crazy, uh, discussing everything, you know, for in tech. So we'll do another one of these uh, this Saturday, and it'll be out that weekend as well. So I want to thank you all for being here. This has been another great episode, and we will see you next time. Take care, guys. Yep. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the IA cast. We hope you enjoyed the show and found the conversation to be insightful and informative. If you have any feedback or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at feedback at IACast.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at IACast Network to stay informed about new episodes and other updates. Don't forget to check out more great podcasts on the IACast Network. IACast.net.
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon.